And now, live from Atlanta, Georgia, everyone's social media friend, it's Deb Creer. Every week, Deb talks with the movers and shakers, the experts, the best of the best in social media, bringing you all of the latest tips, techniques, and trends for successfully using social media. In social media, there's only one constant, Deb Creer. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. We're going to expand that today, you know, as, as we sometimes do on the program, and just talk about how to promote yourself and your business, because that is, let's face it, folks, absolutely key, absolutely critical, and in so many cases, we don't do it right. We, well, I'll talk about it more when we actually get into the program because I'm so delighted. I have a guest on that we have had on before. I actually was in studio with her the last time we did this. We weren't doing this thing with technology and all this stuff. We were face-to-face, which was so cool, but got to love the fact that we're using technology. So please join me in welcoming back to the program, Jeanette Seibley. Yay. Yay! So cool, cool. Well, you know, as I said, I've had you on before, but for folks who aren't familiar with you, why not? They will be by the end. But anyhow, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Jeanette Sibley has been an internationally recognized business advisor for over 24 years, with a total of 38 years working with entrepreneurs, executives, and business owners. She has helped hundreds of companies use job fit technology to improve retention, hire the right person for the right job and team, and create strategy for high impact results. Her work with thousands of sales professionals, business consultants, executives, and small business owners makes a positive difference in helping them wow prospective clients and industry leaders faster. Along the way, Three executives became millionaires, and Jeanette helped create 25 new executives. Jeanette has earned the right to brag. Her savvy tips and techniques will show you how to create your own bragging rights during networking meetings and sales presentations and by winning coveted industry recognition. So again, welcome. Well, thank you, Deb, and thanks for such a great introduction. I love it when you brag. I know, I know. And and let's be honest, you wrote that. <laughs> but did. that's part of this process is is figuring out how to really promote yourself. So what we're doing is we're going to talk about your book, It's Time to Brag. And you have a series of these books. You've written three of them now, right? Well, I wrote the original one several years ago uh, based on, on the workshops that I had conducted for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then I said, you know... I need to do a career edition because at the time it was 2009, 2010, people were struggling to find work. And Mm -hmm. those people that actually went out and used the brag statements got hired much faster. And then just recently I did the business edition because, again, a lot of people, particularly sales and marketing people, do a very poor job of Mm -hmm. establishing credibility for themselves. They're so busy mimicking you know, some kind of industry standard that just doesn't work for them. Right. So it's like, oh, my goodness, you know, you get to a point where you want to shake people and instead you say, I'm going to write a book mm-hmm. <laughs> and right. help them do a better job of selling themselves. Yes. 
You know, and, and, you know, as I mentioned, I've talked with you about this before, and we uh, talked about the career edition. And again, the title is It's Time to Brag, Five Amazing Steps to Sell Yourself. And, you know, I had so much fun talking with you about the career edition. And, and it really doesn't matter if it's your career, if it's your business, or if it's just, you know, life in general. We tend to, as you, you said, we mimic others. We hide our, our, you know, we, we think, well, it's not polite, you know, all of these things. And I think, you know, if I remember right, when we talked about this before, I said, you know, one of the problems is, especially for women, when we think about bragging, we also think, oh, we're going to be called that other B word. And, you know, and, and because it does sometimes tend to, you know, cross that line and, you know, where we're, we're talking too much about ourselves and, you know, and, and not thinking about other people. So, uh, you know, why is, and, and it's, it's interesting because the word brag in a lot of cases is where people kind of have the, the hitch. They think, oh, it's not polite. We shouldn't do that. You know, we were taught, especially as, as women and as young girls, you know, you don't brag about yourself. It's not polite. Ladies don't do that. So why do you use, why do you specifically use the word brag? I think it's to awaken people's consciousness. Um, I I said, it's time to to share your magnificence or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't think it would attract as much attention. Right. But it's interesting that once I got this book out there, a lot of people are now using the word brag in their ads. Mm -hmm. Um, But but you're right. It's one of those things that if we don't learn how to brag and if we just go around saying, yeah, I'm really great at what I do. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I always got high ratings, you know, I'm just wonderful. Right. Right. People go yawn, they mm-hmm. tune you out and they probably see you coming and run the other way at a network mm-hmm. business meeting. Right. Right. So instead, if I say, you know, hi, my name is Jeanette Sibley and I've been a business advisor for 24 years and along the way guided the creation of three millionaires. Mm-hmm. Now, when I meet people, they go, oh, Wow. Oh, I want to be a millionaire. Tell me more about it. Exactly. Exactly. It's exactly what they say, too. Mm-hmm. And it's it opens up a conversation. But if I went up to mm-hmm. somebody and said, hey, Deb, I'm a business coach. You should talk to me. I make people feel good or I make people successful. You go yawn. I know right. thousands of people like you that mm-hmm. say the same mm-hmm. thing. There's nothing there that really grabs your attention. And that's mm-hmm. where the brag statements make a huge difference because, number one, I got your attention, but number two, it's coming from within. I've done the mm-hmm. work. I did the exercises in my book. It's time to brag business edition, or it's time to brag career edition. If you do the exercises, I've had, this is an interesting story. I actually had a woman cry all the way through the exercises. She's mm-hmm. been unemployed for 18 months and I just allowed her to cry and she just kept work, doing the exercises. And I said, you know, do what you got to do, get it out. And mm-hmm. two weeks later, she had a job. Right. In fact, she had a couple job offers. So. Oh, I love it. But the thing is, it came from within. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of times we think everything is outside of ourselves. Success is outside of ourselves. It's not. It's really getting to who we are from within and what have we achieved because we're all mm-hmm. unique people. Mm-hmm. All achieved a lot. And most times people are not present to it. And that's right. what the purpose of this book was is to help people become present to who they are, what they've done, mm-hmm. and then share it appropriately. Mm-hmm. 
Well, and I think that that really is, as you mentioned, part of the process is actually sitting down and thinking about our accomplishments. Yes. You know, and, and, and really writing them down. And, and you mentioned in your book, write, write some more, yes. keep writing. <laughs> and, and because it is one of those things where as you're thinking about it, it will trigger other thoughts. You know, it was like, oh, you know, I did this and oh, well, I did, oh, oh, you know, and, and, you know, and, and so, and it should really be a process where you continually think back about things. And, and I think that was, you know, one of the key things, especially in the, the career book, because you have to go into an interview and say, I did this and this and this and this and this. And, you know, and, and if you haven't prepared for it, then you don't, you know, you can't. And, and it's funny, I was, I uh, was part of an interview uh, a couple of days ago with someone and it was, it's, you know, he was kind of thrown into this situation where it was a group interview and, and I don't think he was expecting that. But when we asked him very specific questions, now he was extremely intelligent. I mean, you could tell that he, he knew what he was doing, but when he was asked specifics, he couldn't give them. And so talk to us about why that is so important and that numbers are really critical to this. Well, they are. It's, it's a, an effective way to brag. It says instead of having, um, for example, instead of being able to say, yes, I, I can turn on the computer, right? You can mm-hmm. say, well, you know, I programmed my laptop. I've, I've loaded software, you know, things of that nature. That's more information. But if I say, you know, I've been loading software and um, playing on the internet for 10 years, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's more information. Now, is that enough to, to get an IT position? No. <laughs> right. Or a webmaster position? No. However, if it's, they're looking for somebody who's an admin who has had some technology experience, it does show them that you're not afraid to do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, when interviewers ask for specifics, if we haven't done our homework, sometimes we just freeze. We're sort of like deer right. in headlights. Uh-huh. If we've actually done the work, um, the five exercises, the KTA, which are the KTAs, knowledge, talents, and achievements, are part of that mm-hmm. process. We've done that and we've reviewed it prior to the interview. If we've networked, and this is critical, if we network to find out what the un- unadvertised things that they're looking for in mm-hmm. the, the successful job candidate, then we know exactly what to say when they ask us those specifics. The right. thing we want to be careful about in a job interview and also in a sales presentation is we don't want to train them. So we don't want mm-hmm. to train them on how to run the, the laptop, right? Right. Mm-hmm. We just want to share with them that we know how and mm-hmm. that by hiring me or by um you know, selecting me as your sales vendor, mm-hmm. I can provide that, um, provide that for you. And mm-hmm. again, it's how are you going to do that? It comes right. from preparation. It's like on the mm-hmm. back of the book, it says luck is always being prepared. Mm-hmm. And that's right. what it is. A lot of times we're, we don't prepare. We go in, we wing it. We go to a sales event, we wing it. We go to a business network, we wing it. And then we're upset because we didn't get the results we want, right. we thought we wanted. Well, we didn't prepare mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. We didn't go intending them and then do the work um, that we needed to do to support that intention. Right. You know, and, and I think especially in networking, a lot of times we, we get frustrated, as you said, you know, because we assume 
that, well, I told them what I did six months ago. They should remember it. Oh, you know, yes. and, and all of these things, I still remember one time I was in a networking group and this was, you know, when I was back in Colorado and it was, um, an industry specific group. And so you only had one person for each industry and I was the PR and marketing person. And, you know, we're going around the room, everybody's talking about, you know, what, what happened in their life, you know, in the, the last couple of weeks. And this person said that she had done her own press release sent it out, you know, didn't get any success. And yeah, you know, and so she was kind of frustrated and she said, but the really bad part was I didn't even know who to call to ask for help. And my first thought, oh, I was angry. I was like, why didn't she call me? And then of course (laughs) the little, little birdie tapped me on the shoulder and said, well, she didn't call you dingbat because you didn't remind her that you could do it. And more importantly, you didn't tell her how, you know, it's not just saying, Hey, I can do press releases. It really is the numbers It's you know, I have a database of X number of reporters. I have sent out, you know, all of the, you know, here's where I have had stories run all of those things. It just builds that credibility so that it's, you know, it's better than the person who says, oh, yeah, well, I I can do that, too. Exactly. A lot of people will do that, too. It's like they're so hungry looking for anything Mm -hmm. that they forget that that really does dilute their success. Right. It really does. And you're right. I mean, if you had shared with them, you know, I've been a, a PR person for over 20, 30 years, whatever the right number there is. Mm -hmm. And I have done hundreds of press releases and what the Mm -hmm. results were. That's the key. Right. And Mm -hmm. what the results were using numbers, using metrics, Mm -hmm. um, she probably would have remembered. Right. It's like when I say 24 years, three millionaires, people remember that. Plus I re I Mm -hmm. reinforce that at every leads group. (laughs) So, you know, people might say, well, I'm tired of hearing it, but in the same token there, it's a, it's a gentle reminder. Yes. Because yeah. people are very busy. There's a right. lot of information coming at them. You need to set yourself up in such a way that it rem- there's something in what you say that reminds them of mm-hmm. you when the opportunity occurs. Right. A networking group that I belong to out here does a thing where, uh, you know, obviously, like every other networking group, we go around, hi, I'm, you know, I do. And, but every, you know, every quarter or so, we have to introduce the person next to us. Yes. And and that's always very interesting because it really is somebody that you've seen every other week. You've done your little spiel and you know your your elevator pitch. And you know we've we've done all of those things and it's it's very interesting to see and it's not that they're not paying attention. You're right. You know we're just so very busy and we're inundated with information and I love it when when you know because it's if they don't get it right, it's not their fault. It's my fault. You know and 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 then of course the the cool thing is it gives a great opportunity to say, "Hey, you know, let's let's go to coffee or you know whatever." But, you know, it, it is kind of that wake-up call of, okay, and, and maybe it's just that I have given my little 30-second speech in such a way that everybody tunes it out. Um, you know, but those numbers really are what capture people's attention. Well, it keeps them awake. It does. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think you're, you're, right on, you're right on the money. If you just do the same old, same old, like, hi, I'm a coach. Mm-hmm. And I've been coaching people for a long time, and I'm a really good coach, and I really know how to coach people. And, you know, I'm a coach. If you right. do that, you're right. They've tuned you out after the first mm-hmm. 10 words. Right. And, and well, you and want to do something, you want to say something in such a way that grabs their attention, but you want to mm-hmm. do it in such a way that you say, Hey, I'm going to share with you in a business savvy manner, what I've done 
And again, mm-hmm. it's using the numbers, it's using the metrics, right. but it's not just plugging them in. It's actually going through the exercises. Mm-hmm. Now I've had yes. people say, oh, well, that's just an elevator pitch. And you just go add a couple of numbers. Oh, I can do that. I, in fact, I train people to do that. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, that's nice. But number one, they didn't do the work, right? And right. they just put mm-hmm. some numbers in and, and who knows. But number two, it's not coming from within. It's not mm-hmm. your confidence isn't like, and I, I, you know, just to detract a little bit, you know, I've, I used to run these workshops with the Braggs, Braggs mm-hmm. on how to create them. And these people would trudge in and, you know, it was back, you know, back when they were looking for work and, oh, isn't it awful? And then after mm-hmm. doing these exercises, they literally were like a foot off the ground when they walked right. out. Because yeah. all of a sudden they saw like, oh, I am of value. Yes. I have something worthwhile to present. And now I have a way of communicating it such that people get it. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and sometimes it is very hard to come up with those things ourselves. And so you mentioned talk to other people. You know, talk to people you used to work with and work for. You know, aside from anything else, it's a great way to make a, a to reconnect with them. Yes. But, you know, we do forget on occasion, you know, and, and or... And maybe this is kind of the the female thing. It is hard to brag. And so we ask maybe a former boss or a former client, and they say things in gushing terms, and you're like, oh, wow, that sounded pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, can can I record that and then play it again? And it's like, Uh that only goes so far, though. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's one thing to have somebody say that about you, and it's like, thank you. It's really great, and you want to be gracious Mm -hmm. about that. But being able to share yourself. Mm-hmm. requires you to be present. It requires you to be mindful of right. what you've achieved. And too mm-hmm. often, we're just not. We're so mm-hmm. busy running from task to task. And most people want to do a good job. They really, mm-hmm. really do. And they don't know how to share that because they're not present to what they've achieved. Right. You know, if I'm really good at what I do and I'm an admin, guess what? I can do it in three minutes while somebody else might take 30, right? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. if I'm a really good sales executive, you know, I might manage one or two people. Okay. But if I manage, a, you know, a team of 30 people and we've blown the socks off of our results from the last quarter, that's just a very different conversation. And I right. feel differently when I share that. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. It's right. how, who are you being? How are you feeling about yourself when you're sharing that? And that's where the, you know, the time to brag, the five amazing steps, going through those exercises make a huge difference because they require you to get present to it. And I'm sure you also remember in there is to practice, right? It says practice, practice, yes. practice. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. Chapter for that. But do you remember mm-hmm. the exercise where you look in the mirror and you share mm-hmm. it with the person in right. the mirror until mm-hmm. the person looking back at you in the mirror gets it? And right. people go, huh? try Mm -hmm. it. You know, it's like, try it. It's like, oh my goodness. Because so often we have developed such a bad habit of just mimicking things, people, you know, Mm -hmm. mimicking who we are, what we sell, what we do, what the sales promotions uh, tells us to say, or what that last workshop tells us to say or do, you know, and we're not even present to it. And Mm -hmm. people know that people people sense it. They just don't Mm -hmm. come with you. Mm -hmm. And so they, they just move on. Again, mm-hmm. right. you take the time, you, you do the practice work, this practice and the discipline of practice creates mastery. And when you get it, 
people can sense the difference that you own who you are, you own what you've done, and you're ready and willing to help them achieve whatever it is that you're out to accomplish. Right. You know, and, and there's there's a you know we we talk about the fact that people think that you know sometimes it has a negative connotation. Well, there's it's very different than gloating about exactly things. exactly. You know, and and I think that's kind of the thing. You know, I'm I'm a big uh, college sports fan, and you know when when you see the players out there that are overboard with their look at me, happy dance or whatever. You're like, really now, you know, a little dance, you know, wave to the fans. You're like, Oh, that's pretty cool. But there, and, and so that's, that is where it gets a little bit tricky is you can cross that line. And sometimes you can cross that line with different people. You know, one person it's, it's fine to say that. And then somebody else, maybe not so much. So part of this is about, like you said, practicing, you know, the more comfortable you are with it, all of those things, but picking up on them, you know, did they tune out? Why did they tune out? Um, You know, and, and all of those various things. Well, and the good news is, is if I give my, you know, hello, my name is Jeanette Sibley. I'm a business coach, a business advisor with over 24 years of experience. And along the way, guide the creation of three millionaires. If somebody tunes out, Mm -hmm. Anything else I say is like, you know, like water rolling off a duck's back. Right, right. It doesn't. And so they're not interested in general. It's like, thank you for letting me know you're not interested. Let's move on. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, let's talk about something different, right? Right. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, too often what people then do is they kick in with the old, you know, verbiage. And the person is like looking around seeing, oh, my goodness, how can I get out of here? You know, mm-hmm. because it's escape it's, escape it's, yeah exactly it's awful i've had mm-hmm. people do that to me it's like really mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't you get that i wasn't interested <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah i was i was looking at my watch i was texting i was doing all of those things and you know and speaking of texting i mean that's one of the things you talk about is you have to be present you have oh, to yes. put that phone down. You have to really pay attention. You know, all of these various things. And and that has become a lost art. I mean, you know, and, 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 and I'll be honest. I mean, you know, I am one of those people that if I don't have my phone, if it's, you know, it, it, I'm like, oh, oh ah, the world will end and I won't know. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's okay. You know, the, unless there's something catastrophic that happens, you know, and, and certainly there are times where you might have someone who is, is ill or, you know, you've got kids that you need to check. It's things like that. I mean, we're not saying turn it off, but when you need to be present, be present. Exactly. I've written a lot of um, blog posts recently on that, on communication. It's mm-hmm. actually becoming a lost art. Uh, I was working with somebody earlier this year and we were talking about listening and developing persuasive listening skills, which mm-hmm. number one means that you're not only hearing the words, but you're present so that you're getting the nonverbal cues and everything else. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and she was, this person was very lost um, and said, I don't understand. I always thought listening is something like a computer where it takes in data and then you spew data back out. And they're not listening. That's right. But that's what a lot of people think of listening today. They don't mm-hmm. have the art of listening. They don't know how to, to use those skills because they've not been trained. Mm-hmm. And in, in, in fact, I see people who, I mean, it's just remarkable to me that people go to a, a meeting 
even if it's a sales meeting or a network meeting or mm -hmm. a leads group, right? Mm -hmm. And what they're doing instead of listening to people is they're playing on their phone. Oh, well, right. I, I've got to have this on because of. It's like, I'm so important. Yes. Or because, and they come up with really good excuses, right? Mm -hmm. But the point being is it's rude. Right. And, you know, the chances of an, a real emergency happening is very, very, very unlikely. Mm -hmm. It just statistically isn't right it, now. And obviously, if you've got somebody in an emergency situation, then you probably wouldn't even be there to begin with. Right. right? Or you can tell them, you know, here's here's the situation. I, I'm terribly sorry. I need to glance at my phone on occasion just to see, you know, and and but but yeah, it's you know, I remember this was years ago. I was at a networking thing and, and we were going around the table and just one on one introducing ourselves to the person next to us. And and it was very structured. I mean, we were supposed this was the time that we were to be doing that. And so I was telling the person next to me, you know, I'm so and so this is what I do. And they're on their phone checking their email. And I'm getting that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, clearly, I wasn't interesting. I mean, you know, that was so again, this was, you know, this was kind of my fault, too. But I just stopped talking. And they noticed, you know, he, he actually noticed that I stopped talking. And and he said, mm, you know, go on, go on, you know, and, and still I could tell he was not present. He was no, it was just, you know, he noticed I wasn't talking. And, uh, and I smiled sweetly. And I said, well, no, it's clear you have something more important you need to be doing. And he put his phone in his pocket and apologized. Yeah. Now, you know, really not good. some, yeah, you know, and, and not something that I recommend that people do, but it got but my point not? across. Yeah, and this I'm is true. I'm going to come back at you, Deb, so why not? Yeah. I oh, yeah. You know, and, the, checking an yeah. email like that was mm -hmm. inappropriate. He should not right. have been at the table if it was that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A, you know, we, you know, and, we, We've been doing, you know, we've really been given a disservice here. Right. This mm -hmm. multitasking stuff. And people yeah. really, I mean, I remember calling into a business one time and I was trying to talk with the receptionist of all people and you could hear her clacking on her, on her laptop. Right. Uh -huh. And I said, are, are you doing something else other than listening to me? She goes, yes, I'm multitasking. And I said, well, let me give you a, no, you're a, not. <laughs> let me give you a, a, a quick hint. It doesn't work <laughs> right? because you can't listen to me and then be typing whatever it is you're typing, which had nothing to do with what I was saying. Right. Mm -hmm. And get the full, get the, get the full understanding of what I'm saying. Right. And probably what she was typing, she wasn't doing a good job at either. Correct. You know, and, and because there's there's only so many things our brain is wired to do at the same time, and it's typically one thing. <laughs> and and yeah, I mean, we just need to focus on it and and you know, be present for that. But I mean, aside from anything else, it it is giving them respect, and I think that's where people really notice. You know, and, and we've all had people where we've you know when that have have in their trainings and things like that, they have said you know that the biggest thing you can do is actually pay attention to someone and they will remember that. And they do, you know, that, that is so important is, you know, they might, they still might not really remember what you said and all those things, but they, they remember, Hey, you know what? I, I need to talk more with Jeanette because she really was paying attention to me. And, and they might not click that. I mean, you know, it might not be, but they, they recognize that you showed them respect. And I think that is kind of where it really comes down to. I think you're right on the money. Um, if we don't respect others, we're not respecting ourselves. Right. Um, again, 
I think technology is great. I love technology. I love how it saves us time and keeps us connected and all that mm-hmm. good stuff. But again, there's a time and place for it. Right. I remember I, it, this was just happened a couple of months ago um, at a leads group and I it became, it just became too difficult to even share anything because people were so busy on their phones. And so I said at the beginning of one of the meetings, take your phone, put it on mute. Now put it in the middle of the table face down. Mm-hmm. Not everybody would do it, but most did. Right. And mm-hmm. what was fascinating, what was really cool was that afterwards people stayed and talked with one another. Yes. They'd actually paid attention. They did. And I mentioned it the next time we got together. And they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, so let's do it again. Put your Mm -hmm. phone on mute. Put it in the middle of the table. Do not look at it. You've Mm -hmm. only one hour. (laughs) Right. You will survive. The world will not end. Exactly. And then I remember that, again, the following week, though, it was fascinating, is then we got other people saying it, Right. However, one of the people decided he was going to, you know, keep his phone and keep mm-hmm. looking at it and doing what he was doing. And then he made a, you know, some, somebody made a comment about, you know, we, 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 we were all asked to mute our phones. And he goes, yeah, but, you know, I, I got something coming, you know, coming in. Uh-huh. But you could see that comment really took, you know, it really hurt his credibility. Yes. Yeah. People thought, well, we're not important enough for him to care. Yeah. It's disrespectful. Right. Well, we've digressed. I love it, but well, I love I these conversations. Yeah. I mean, it's, and, you know, it's one thing to brag it's all down, part, it's, it's all together. You, yeah. But, it's, but mm-hmm. we have to understand that if we're out there bragging, we're out there sharing, there's other nonverbal things. There's other skills that we have to be aware of. Put together the entire package. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could come across as a flake with 24 years of experience, even though it's, you know, I'm one of the pioneers as a coach, right? Mm-hmm. That's when the coaching movement started, so to speak. But if, again, if I come across as a flake, guess what? It doesn't really matter what else I say. Your bragging statements right. will make absolutely no difference. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you've got to well, dress the part. You have to speak the part. I mean, you got to, you know, all that good, happy stuff. But when you're in a meeting, you have to, you know, I hate to use the word P and Q's, but, you know, we do have to be polite. We have to Mm -hmm. listen. And just because we may not know of a person to introduce the other person to at the moment in a lead situation, lead group situation, or a business networking one-on-one situation, it's important that we remember what you just said is, how did I leave the person? Was the person fascinated enough to want to talk with me further Mm -hmm. means also potential sale or were they so put off by my behavior, having to, you know, play with my, my Twitter account or my Facebook account or something like that, that they just said, you know, this doesn't work for me. They weren't Mm -hmm. listening to me. I didn't feel important enough. Right, right. You know, and, and it does come back to those statements, you know, were you keeping their attention? You know, if, if you're talking to them and you're so boring that they're picking up their phone, well, you know, <laughs> hello, there there is a problem. Um, you know, and, and so it, it is about getting those statements and it is about, you know, we talked about those numbers and, and maybe it is in, you know, being so interesting and so 
informative that somebody else could do your introduction. I mean, you know, we all, you know, that because in your books, you talk about networking and the importance of it. And, you know, it's, it, I, I wouldn't want to go up and be introducing you to someone and say, this is Jeanette and she's a coach because then they go, you know, and and, everybody checks out at that moment. (laughs) Yep. I want to go up and say, you absolutely have to talk to Jeanette. She's written three fabulous books about how to brag about yourself. More importantly, she has helped three people become millionaires, blah, 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 blah. I mean, you know, if, if somebody else can give your profound statements, then you've really done your job. Exactly. And I think that's a really great point is the person you're talking with may not really have an authentic interest. Right. But you're interesting enough that they want to learn a little bit more. And then guess what? The next person they meet may be the the right person. So, for example, this actually happened to me at a network event. It was so cool. So the woman had attended one of my brag workshops Mm -hmm. and we call it Get Your Brag On. That's the name of it. And uh-huh. it was really, it was really cool. And she'd actually had done the, the work, the exercises. And she goes, here, let me share with you my brag statement, right? Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and what it was is I said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I said, I want to hear the old one first, right. right? And so she said something to the effect of my company provides residential roofing. Oh. Now, most people would yawn, right? Uh-huh, right. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. now I want to hear the brag statement. I was so excited mm-hmm. about this. She goes, I'm a sales rep for a 34-year-old roofing company that has replaced over 35,000 roofs. Ah. Now, I got so excited about that. So I'm I'm really touched by what she has said. It's an acknowledgement to me. But I was more touched by her actual brag statements because I was like, wow. So Mm -hmm. I went and I was talking with some other people. And the woman is like a, a realtor slash mortgage person. And mm-hmm. we were talking, I said, come here with me. You know, I want, I want you to meet this woman. Yes. And I had her do the old one about being a, you know, working for a company that does residential roofing. And mm-hmm. I said, now give her the new one, you know? And so she did, you know, she's been, you know, working for this company. It's been around for 34 years, 35,000 mm-hmm. roofs. The woman was so excited by that information. She gave her two hot leads in that moment. Wow. Yeah. They were hot. And she turns to me, she goes, mm-hmm. I just didn't know who to give them to. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we have to because she she probably knew a hundred roofers, you know. But she it was it was you know she couldn't fine tune it, and that's I think what those statements in a lot of cases do is they allow us to to filter out the riffraff and 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 fine tune it to oh my gosh this is who we need to deal with exactly. But notice she also spoke straight. You know, yes, I've been to networking meetings too where the one guy was was saying, well, you know, I want to, I'm looking for a job in sales. Okay. So what is it you want to sell? Yeah. You know, uh, well, I, 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 and again, this is exactly how it came across. It's like, um, I, um, well, maybe sales isn't quite the right term, but you know, something to do <laughs> with, um, you know, um, coming up with, um, you know, number, you know, pricing, like quote something like said, Oh, so like in purchasing, like, you know, uh-huh. pricing, you know, negotiating. Well, no, 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 no. Um, that's not quite right either. 
And we went, I mean, I spent a good five minutes with him. Now, I did that. Anybody else would have stopped. They would have stopped after the first five seconds. I kept Mm -hmm. with him only because that's what I do. I help people do that. Uh But it it was so sad. It was just so sad that too often we want to use fluffy words. Right. We want to use, oh, you know, I'm just exceptional and unique. And I've mm-hmm. done this for, you know, Vuku years. It's like, well, that's nice, but it, it you're really not talking to most people. Yes. We we want it to be, you know, and again, one of my slogans is straight talk with immediate results. Mm-hmm. That's what I do as a business advisor. And if you're not able to, to say what you need to say, such that a 12-year-old would readily understand what you just said, Mm-hmm. You're talking at people. You're not talking with them. Right. And and you're certainly not impressing them. Oh. You know, if, if you're using the big words and, and granted, sometimes what you do might t- you might get into those big words when you are explaining it further. But that's after they've asked for more detail and, and things like that. And and I think the problem sometimes with the big words is we're trying to impress so much that. It, it really is just a turnoff. You're like, well, whoop, did, who do they think they are? You know, that type of thing. Well, and I think it's a great point, Deb, because when you're doing that, you're not with them. You're not trying to learn from their perspective what's important mm-hmm. and it's right. what you're saying. You're just doing it to them. Mm-hmm. And when you're talking at people, you know, it's sort of like talking, you know, you're, you're talking to 100 people hoping maybe one of them would want to talk with you further. Right. And right. it's just not a good way to do business. It's exhausting. Uh, you develop a bad reputation. People mm-hmm. see you coming and literally will walk the other way. Right. You know, because it's it's painful to talk to them. And, and yeah, they, they just don't want to. Exactly. So, you know, let's, let's talk a little bit more about the, the steps. And, and in your book, you talk about KTA. What are KTAs and why are they absolutely critical to this process? Well, KTAs is something I created a long time ago. Um, and what it focuses on is knowledge, talents, and achievements. Okay. And the importance of them is that we all have things that we're knowledgeable about. And I li- mm-hmm. literally don't care how old you are. You could right. be 12 year old, years old, or you could be 89 years old, or any age in between. Mm-hmm. You've all accomplished a lot. Right. And so just writing those things down, like, what am I knowledgeable about? So it could be cake decorating. It could be sales. It could be building sales teams. It could be um, computer work or engineering work. Whatever it may be, just that one column gets people thinking, like, oh, my goodness, Mm-hmm. I wasn't aware that any of that was important. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, it's all important. It's stuff that you can do. It's stuff that's unique to you. So let's take it further. The talent. So let's say that um, I am somebody who likes cake decorating. And so what I've done is um, I've created, you know, I create uh, flowers mm-hmm. for cake decorators. Well, you know, that's a unique talent. (laughs) You know, I personally have done cake decorating back when I was a young, young person and in Uh 4-H, you know, so, and it's a talent because they, they don't Mm -hmm. always turn out real well, you know? And so that's the talent. So we use verbs to describe exactly what the talent is. Again, we're trying to make it more unique to us and help us explain exactly what it is that we've done and can do. 
And then the achievements. And that's really where the rubber meets the road. It's sort of mm-hmm. like the secret sauce. Because too often we want to just say, yeah, you know, my group did this or yeah, I did that. But I'm going to keep it a secret. It's a secret ingredient. People need to read the book to find out exactly what it is with achievements that really separates you. It really gives you the emphasis, gives you Mm -hmm. people wanting to talk more with you. It's in the book. It's a secret ingredient. And it's not easy. It's not easy. No, no. Again, but I'm going to keep that a secret because it's a secret ingredient. (laughs) I know some of your witches might say, hey, wait a minute. Yes, Yes, no, we don't need to buy the book. She gave us everything. (laughs) You know, and and one of the things, and I I hope I don't give it away on accident. Um, Don't either. Otherwise, I'm going to edit it out. I know. Yikes. Um, I, I know this is not the secret. So, you know, one of the things you talk about is physically writing these things down. And, and I mean, as in pen and paper, writing things down and going through the process of the steps that you've got, as opposed to doing them on the computer or worse in your head. <clears throat> I'm you know, guilty of that on occasion oh, yeah. because writing it down really helps. And, and, and it's, it's a different brain process that you're using when you're having to put pen to paper, as opposed to fingers to keyboard. It is because we have to stop and think. Yes. Um, particularly people, uh, you know, particularly millennials. Now, they mm-hmm. might argue with us on this, and they may have a point, to be honest, you know, because they, they've been brought up on the keyboard. They haven't been brought up writing. In fact, writing to them may not be a good thing, right? Just because... But they, they... See, to me, it's going to be the opposite with them, because I'm thinking if they're not used to it and it's harder, then it's going to stick more. It may, but also, Deb, it may be such that they spend so much time and right. writing they just to make get sure frustrated. it looks right that the, the whole point of the exercise mm-hmm. gets missed. Right. So I'm not saying it's the only way. I'm just saying it's a better way um, because, like you said, it, it engages a different part of the brain. It slows you down a bit, and mm-hmm. you're putting it in black and white. Right. And I think that's critical because sometimes people look at their – um, their achievements, their KTAs, and they get nervous because mm-hmm. it's in black and white. It's now in right. white. <laughs> it's real. There's no delete key on this. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. There may be a wastebasket nearby or a shredder, but it's in writing, right? Mm-hmm. So um, by, by doing that, it awakens within them like, oh, I did that. Oh, my goodness. I wasn't aware I had done all that. And sometimes people it take a little while for them to really fully let in the acknowledgement that, hey, mm-hmm. I did that. I achieved right. that. I remember one time working with um, at one of the workshops, the person, young person was 17 and needed to work. And he was there, you know, and wanting to really learn. And, mm-hmm. and so I had, um, I have a worksheet that I use in workshops. And so I had handed it, you know, out to one to everybody. And he just sat there and he finally said, um, I, you know, I need to talk with you. So I went over, he goes, I'm only 17. I've not done anything. I said, Oh my goodness. Yes, you have. Right. And I said, you know, did, you know, you know, maybe you've tutored somebody with their homework or maybe, mm-hmm. you know, you're really good at baseball or another sport. Yeah. You were the or, head band fundraiser. Exactly. Know. Or maybe, you helped prevent one of your friends from committing suicide. I said, there's a lot of things you've done. You're just not present to it. 
Right. So I said, just just write and see what comes up. And so he started writing. I went back up front and pretty soon he raised his hand again. And I go, oh, shoot. (laughs) Now what? Yeah, now what? He goes, no, 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 no. He must have read my mind. No, 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 no. I need more paper. (laughs) Ah, yay, yay. And I was so excited for him Mm -hmm. that he had that breakthrough because Mm -hmm. I'm sure it showed up. I'm sure it showed up. Right. In his interviews. And I'm sure he got a job. In fact, a lot of young people, um, and I've heard reports back from mostly from their parents, but they were so excited mm-hmm. that the person finally found a job. Right. Right. That that's, well, and- that's what the brag statements did for them. It's like it really helped them better understand that, hey, just because I'm young doesn't mean I don't have value to provide. Right. I would assert we all do. It's just us getting present to it and being able to communicate it in such a way that people will listen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and the same thing is true. And, and I'm pretty sure we talked about this when you when I had you on before with the and I'm putting this in my air quotes, just housewives or, you know, the stay at home mom who decides to go back to work. You know, they managed a budget. There are so many things that they did. You know, maybe they ran the PTA, you know, the, the, or the fundraiser for the school or, you know, even chaperoning all of those things. I mean, you know, your kids got from point A to point B and they didn't do it by themselves. (laughs) You you know, and, and, and I think that's where sitting down and, and writing it out really helps them think through this process. It does. You're so right. Because here's the bottom line, Dub, you know, and I've said this before for those people who know me on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter. um, If you can't sell yourself, you can't sell your products, your services, your ideas or your books or anything else. It Mm -hmm. really is up to you. And also, if you can't sell yourself, you can't win that um, award. Right. It's difficult to win the job interview. It's Mm-hmm. It's difficult to have people interested in talking with you further or even mm-hmm. get the promotion. Um, it's one of those things where it's a gift to yourself to learn how to brag and learn how to do it well. You know? Right. Yeah. So that it's not the gloating and it's not, it's, it's just saying, Hey, you know, I have, you know, along uh, as part of my career, I have helped three people become millionaires. Correct. You know, that, that's you know, thousands of other coaches out there. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, so does the 24 years. Um, And a woman pointed out to me, she was, oh, you're one of the pioneers. Like, oh, yes, I am. Mm -hmm. Hadn't thought Mm -hmm. about it that way, but she was right. Right. You know what I mean? And to her, that was impressive. Mm -hmm. So, again, what might be impressive to me, me, not to them, and and vice versa. So Mm -hmm. sharing yourself is like just, you know, learn to feel comfortable. It takes practice and discipline. Mm -hmm. When you become masterful at it, you're able to adjust accordingly. So, you know, if I'm out talking with a, a group of business people, general business people or business owners, you know, I might say you know, what I've just said, or I might say, you know, I've provided conflict resolution services for over 10 partnerships and family owned businesses. And as a right. result, they still celebrate holidays together 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in a partnership or if you're in a family owned business, you know what celebrating holidays would mean. Right. Because a lot of times there's such a brouhaha, there's so much conflict and everybody's so right about it that for them to get together at the holiday table isn't even a possibility. So mm-hmm. to have been able to provide that makes a difference. But notice I didn't say, yeah, I've done that or I provided that. I gave an example. Yes. 
Yeah. And so it's important well, that we custom, I mean, point is it's important to customize. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For your, your audience. And, and that's where doing your research in advance comes in so handy. And, that you know, you, you've mentioned several times we try to wing it and, you know, yeah, there are rare occasions where somebody can do that, but for the most part, that's not going to work. You know, you absolutely have to have done at least a bit of your research, whether that's, you know, looking at someone's LinkedIn profile, looking at the, you know, the corporate website, all of those things. And it's appreciated. You know, if, if somebody knows that you did that, it, it puts you ahead of the pack. Um, I do uh, counseling with folks who are career counseling. And, and typically we're obviously talking about social media and LinkedIn, but I tell them, you know, before you go interview for, you know, position X with, you know, Mr. Big Boss, look him up on LinkedIn and and see things. And, you know, you might see if you can find him on Facebook and things like that. But if it's a business thing, then, you know, you might want to stick to LinkedIn. But you're going to learn things there. Maybe you went to the same college, you know, a, a, Maybe you learned that he started out in the same position that you're applying for or, you know, she and, and all of those things. I said, now tell them, you know, hey, I saw this on LinkedIn so they don't think you're a stalker. But, it, you know, the the fact that you did that research just pays off in dividends. Well, it does. does and I'm going to take it one step further. So in the right-hand column, there's also, so if you click on the person's name mm-hmm. in the right-hand column, there's also um, how you're connected. Right. So what I would recommend, again, using the brag book, it's time to brag business edition or it's time to brag career edition, again, depending on where your focus is, is contact some of your people that mm-hmm. know both of you and find out more about the person and the company and what the, what the challenges are. Mm-hmm. So that when you go in, you know exactly where to focus your brag statements. So, for example, if I if I learn through my networking that they're having high turnover, even though it looks like a great company to work, guess what? <laughs> they have a lot of turnover, right? Right, right. It's like I can go in and say, well, you know, I've worked with hundreds of companies and helping them take their turnover from 125% down to 25% or 100% mm-hmm. down to zero. Right. Well, that's a different conversation than, you know, yeah, I've worked in HR. Mm-hmm. Yes. There's nothing, there's nothing there. There's nothing new. There's nothing inviting. There's nothing bragging in mm-hmm. that statement. You know, bragging is probably not the right noun there, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so. Right. Well, and, and it is about setting yourself apart from the crowd. Exactly. Um, you know, and we're not talking about lying. Hello. Whoa. No, bad, bad. Um, and you can, you know, if you don't know the exact numbers, it's okay to say, you know, I think it was about a thousand or, you know, right. whatever, but don't say, I think it was about 10,000 when it was a thousand. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, and, and because you never know when they might check. And then of course you lost everything when and you've done that. Take, and it only takes one person to check on it, mm-hmm. find out you right. lied. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, but it is, you know, because we've all been either the interviewee or the interviewer, or we've talked at, at networking things where it's person A, person B, person C, and they're all just like, you could have put them in the copy machine and spit it out. Um, you know, and, and I have had people that say, well, I do the same thing. Well, I, 
then why do I even want to talk with you? And, you know, and, and so the more you can differentiate yourself, the better it is. And, and, and it is about those brags and, and it's not even, you know, it's funny. Somebody told me one time, they said, well, it should be a subtle brag. No, <laughs> if it's a subtle brag, they might not catch it. You know, <laughs> it reminds me of the time on Facebook and it was all I could do. It was all I could do, you know, to be, to remain calm, <laughs> but they go, well, you know, if you really have something important that you've done, you shouldn't brag about it. You should let somebody else do that because that's right. really better. I'm like, huh? How uh-huh. many people are going to brag about somebody else, right? Mm-hmm. Even your boss. I mean, right. there's a quick story in my book. Even the boss wouldn't even brag about his team. I mean, this woman, I mean, she told me this story and she, after I told her about my book and she was just so, you know, so concerned about it. but. It was really, it was really sad because what had happened is she and her team had done a remarkable job. They brought the project in on time, under brought, um, under budget and Mm -hmm. had achieved the intended results. It was just remarkable what they had done. So -hmm. they were in this company wide meeting and, you know, they were excited like about the possibility of being acknowledged. I mean, they were also apprehensive because, you know, people do not like to be acknowledged. Right. Right. Uh And so the president or CEO of the company um, called her boss up to the front of the room and really acknowledged him for what he had achieved. Notice how mm-hmm. I said that he had achieved. Yes. And he said, thank you and said a little bit more about it. And that was it. Mm-hmm. Not one word about her and the team. Nothing. Ah. And so he did later, it all by himself. <laughs> right. Later, and a lot of bosses will do that, unfortunately. A lot of leaders will do that, unfortunately. Later, she went up to the boss privately one-on-one and said, why didn't you acknowledge us? And the only mm-hmm. thing she, he said that she didn't understand at the time was someday you'll learn how to brag. She really did mm-hmm. not understand what that meant. Right. When she was talking with me, she got it. Mm-hmm. She hadn't given him the information necessary mm-hmm. for him to brag on their behalf. Right. You know, and, and it's interesting because, you know, say you win an award. How many times do people get up there and they, they immediately defer and say, oh, I couldn't have done it without blah, yes. blah, 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 you know, all of those. And, and it's, you know, I was just watching some awards thing on TV the other day. And, and, you know, that's, it's great to acknowledge the team, but you were either the head of the team or, you know, there was, there was some reason why you got called up there first. There's some brag factors in there you need to share. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Right. And, you know, and, and so it's, you, you do a combination. I mean, you know, it's, you, you never, you know, in, in most cases you never got wherever it was completely by yourself. You know, you didn't hatch out from under a rock and, you know, you, you, you didn't, you know, you, you probably had a mentor or a teacher, something, you know, and so it's okay to acknowledge them, but it, it really is okay to say, you know what? I worked hard for this. Thank you. Exactly. And, and I did this and yes. I did it with my team. Thank you. Like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. But you're right. Yeah. There's a way of doing it. Um, I wanted to um, um, just uh, make sure um, before we ended here, I know we're, we're going to be running out of time in a few minutes, um, but I wanted to give people the URLs. Oh yes. But yes. How do people get your book and, and how do they work with you? Okay, well, let's do all of those. So how do we get the book? So the career edition, uh, again, is focused on people who are looking to do a job change, find a job, get a promotion, maybe even a pay increase. 
it's mm-hmm. focused on people, their career. It's more focused on on employees. Could be executives, could be any level within an organization, but it has to do with their job. Right. And so to get that book, um, you can go to Amazon or you can go to Barnes and Noble, either way. But it, the URL is called timetobrag.com. So it's a real easy, easy mm-hmm. timetobrag.com. Now, the other one, the business edition is really focused more on entrepreneurs, you know, people who there's a lot of startup companies today that need to learn how to pitch. It's mm-hmm. really, really, really important. Right. Um, consultants, salespeople, sales teams. It doesn't mm-hmm. replace a sales system, but it mm-hmm. helps them, again, establish that immediate credibility right. to who they are and in business networking. Uh, that one you can um, go online. It's called this Time to Bread Business Edition at bizsavvybrag.com. I'm sorry, so that's bizsavvybrag.com. Cool. And then for me, if you want to talk with me more or learn more about what I do uh, as a business advisor, I, again, been at this for 24 years. I just celebrated my 24th business anniversary on October 7th. Uh, I, you started when you were 12, we know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and you want to learn more about me or you want to read some of the, over the, I have over 350 articles posted, blog posts on management, uh, leadership, sales, career fitness, things of that nature. Um, that would be the place to go, would be my website. And that's Cybco, that's S is in Sam, E-I-B is in boy, C is in cat, O.com. So that's sidecode.com and you can find a lot of good information. And if you want to talk with me directly, uh, just do a backslash contact when it comes and add the, do the website and then do a backslash then type contact should perfect up with the questionnaire. Perfect. Perfect. Well, we've got just a couple minutes left. So what is one tip that you can leave our listeners with that they can implement right away? One tip would be learn how to brag, like get the book, do the work. Uh, it's really, really important. I know some of you were thinking, well, I don't really need to do that. It really sounds like this. It really sounds like that. You know, I went to this, I went to that. I promise you it's not the same. I can right. promise you it's not the same. Really well, do and, the work. Right, right, And when right. you're thinking, hey, it sounds the same, reading the book will show you why it's different. Reading it will give you a sense of it. But actually doing the exercises, there's five steps. They're exercises. Mm-hmm. They require you to do some writing. doesn't need to be a long, laborious process. It's just something that you do and it, it's, it, you get access to it. Uh, talk with some friends to get, you know, to get some of those achievements in there. And then you're off and running. Right. And, and this is an ongoing process. And, you know, I think that's something that everybody needs to remember. And it doesn't matter, you know, where you are in your career or what you're doing. Continue doing this because you do have new achievements. You have new accomplishments. Um, you know, keep adding to all of your lists all of the time. Exactly. Yep. You know, maybe it's that you're updating that information on LinkedIn. Oh, there, I got social media back in here. But, you know, it's it really is something, you know, you don't want to be yesterday's news. Correct. And if you're using your brag statements, um, they tend to be a little bit timeless. I mean, not a little right. bit, they tend to be timeless. I shouldn't say a little bit. Um, 24 years, you know, doesn't go away. 
Right. Of course, there's going to be 25, right? So you're yeah. building on it. But mm -hmm. the point being is a lot of the things that you've achieved are timeless. Because if you've done right. it there and you've done it that much, guess what? You can still do it. Definitely. And you definitely need to be bragging about it. Exactly. Great. Well, I have had a fabulous time, as always, talking with Jeanette Sibley, and I can't wait until next time. I can't either. I look forward to it. This is so fun. <laughs> we do. We, we have so much fun, and, and I learn every time, and I can't wait to, to go back through and write stuff down. <laughs> Don't do it in my head, so you know, I need to do that. Um, so again, Jeanette, thank you very much. Thank you, and thanks for being on the show, and thanks to your listeners for really you know, listening, learning and learning how to brag. Perfect, perfect. Well, I'm Deb Creer, and to everyone out there, have an absolutely fabulous week. Thanks for listening to Deb Creer, your social media friend. Tune in next time to listen to more great tips, techniques, and trends for using social media. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.